Hello. <laughs> okay, tell me when we're actually going to start. Um, we can start whenever we want, but hold on. Hold on, actually. <laughs> so not right now. <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, no. Hold on. <laughs> Everybody. Hi, friends, listeners. Carrots. Zane, carrots. No, um, carrots. <laughs> carrots. A little hamsters. Hamsters. If you will. I don't know. Thank you so much <laughs> for coming back to this show. <laughs> I mean, I know we gave you a bunch of nothing to start with. And um, also, we already apologize for what you're about to hear. <laughs> Right. And what you've already heard. <laughs> Actually, oh, I mean, what I was going to say was we gave you nothing and everything because if you came back, then we gave you everything, right? You, we gave you everything you were looking for. You I mean, lived. In the podcast. You, you lived. You lived. You died. You came back to life to listen again. And Thank now you're you back so for much. some more. You're back for some more. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You know what? I am so excited to be here. You know, I think where we are going to take this show is that this is going to become really our, like, time to catch up with each other week to week, right? Like, I think it's just, like, bringing in, you know, our outside friends and family, if you will, our chosen family, our audio family, into the moments that you and I get to catch up as friends. I think we explained pretty well in our first episode that, you know, we live hundreds of miles apart from each other. But when we have conversation with each other, it's like instantaneous reconnection in a way that is so special. Like, it's like we've never been apart. It's you might as well live here. I mean, really. Oh, I know for sure. I think we mentioned it last time. So we both live in Texas. I live probably more like South Central and you probably live like more North Central Texas, right? Mm -hmm. So with since we do live so far apart, we don't get to see each other like hardly ever, but also because of our, just our, our lives, we don't get to, we don't get to really like have a conversation. Like we'll have a text conversation that lasts like three and a half weeks, but we don't get to have like a real, like a real person conversation that's not interrupted by like 17 hours of nonsense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let me pause you because let's talk about that text thread though. This is a continuous text thread that has been going since uh, 2005. Yeah. Like when, when, okay. When I got my first cell phone that uh, wasn't, guarded by my father's text plan restriction yeah <laughs> when back we, when it was like 300 text messages a month for like an yes. extra 35 dollars oh my gosh and god forbid i sent you a text message because i would get yelled at i would i would literally tell friends in 2004 2005 2006 i would tell friends anyone that i met that i would give them my phone number but i would say you don't better do if you send me a text message you better be ready to speak to my father because right. he's going to come after you because Verizon is going to send us a bill that's 40 pages long <laughs> and I'm going to have to listen to that shit. Oh my God. Friends. Uh, friends. Friends. 
friends friends, friends. <laughs> we've got to come up with a, a better name to call our friends who are listening to us oh, because i i my husband made a very pointed point <laughs> it's like that, super pointed super pointed it's like, like sharp stabby like drew a little blood and i was like oh oh so he made this point <laughs> the pointed point that we were calling our friends that are listening dear listeners and he said you sound too much like uh, uh bridgerton i almost said brigadoon which is the right oh my thing. god brigadoon <laughs> he said you sound too much did like- you know side note did you know that <laughs> kelly clarkson starred in her high school's performance of brigadoon when she was like a senior in high school so what i was in a- <laughs> <laughs> just in case y'all didn't know shout out kelly clarkson i love you forever so what i was in my high school production at pippin and i stayed directed uh miracle on 30 30 31st street 32nd street what the hell is that show what? <laughs> miracle on 34th street yeah <laughs> i knew it was 30 something okay thanks for just call us your it- resume <laughs> hold on hold on no back it up wouldn't it be hilarious if it was Miracle on 30-something Street? <laughs> they were just like, we're unclear where Santa lives. <laughs> we're, we're not really sure right now. In fact, like, he's in between homes. <laughs> he's somewhere <laughs> in the department store, but we're not which, sure which block of the department store. Because the department store is like huge, right? So we don't even know like what he's part of the- <laughs> <laughs> He's in the basement with the food court. Hey, listen, <laughs> there are worse places you could be than at the food courts. Sorry, so where were we? Oh, Brigadoon. Um, you were just giving us your resume for all of the casting directors out there. Oh, no, so I was, no. <laughs> so, what my point was, is my husband was telling Bridgerton. us that, yes, that we, that in Bridgerton. I don't know what that, that is. Bridgerton, okay, if you're not, a, if you're not aware, <laughs> Bridgerton is this Netflix show that is like a uh, Jane Austen novel that's directed by Shonda Rhimes. So it's like super overly dramatic, like completely ridiculous, super sexed up. The first season, there was literally just scenes of uh, the main characters having cunnilingus on the stairs. That's hot. Yeah, it is hot. It was hot. I mean, and it made all the moms in the universe go like, like, (laughs) just waiting for that kind of in the way that um, was the Fifty Shades, right? It's like the same kind of like fervent uh, mom fever, like around this thing. So they're like, frozen all day to this (laughs) show. Yeah, they're like, oh my god, did you see this next episode when he like licked her thigh hair? Oh my God, let's talk about it. You know, that that is where we're at. Anyway, so this show. Hashtag so in, thy hair. <laughs> hashtag thy hair. Hashtag, hashtag. Hashtag all bodies are beautiful. All bodies are beautiful. All hair is beautiful. Hashtag braider like hair. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the point is that dan in 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 the oh, show right. we're in, still talking about <laughs> we're already like 30 layers deep <laughs> so the point is that in bridgerton there's this um subplot 
where there is this gossip monger that is writing about everybody in society in a, in a gossip rag, right? So she's like observing everybody and then posting it in this tabloid oh, publication. Oh, she's like dear readers. Yes. And so in the episodes all the time, she addresses everybody dear readers. And so I think like he thinks that I subliminally absorbed that and then was addressing everyone as dear listeners in our pilot pilot or a rice pilaf a rice rice (laughs) pilaf episode if you will um i will (laughs) i will too uh even though someone here doesn't like the pilaf i hate rice pilaf the point was that we should address our friends that are listening as something else on this show so jay and i are friends right and i think we're all inviting you into our space so i just thought maybe we just call (laughs) all of you friends but I don't know. Jay, do you have a different thought about um, that? Why don't we just call everybody comrade? Um, <laughs> I feel like that's a great idea. Are we not? Given this state of things, I mean, McCarthy's already rolling out of his grave. <laughs> comrade. <laughs> I just think it's really funny. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think that Hey Listeners doesn't necessarily come from Bridgerton. I think it comes from like the radio because <laughs> we we grew up listening to the radio and i think that might be where video it comes from. killed the radio star video killed the radio star so i think Ooh. yeah no i think that's where that comes from like 20 years of listening to the radio where they say hey listeners wait is that how the song goes am i am i totally off i don't know i'm just like whistling that's, over that's you the only part of that song that i know is just video kill the radio show like the title (laughs) yeah yeah basically i don't even know that i've ever heard the song in its entirety so i don't know about that oh my god peppa peppa (laughs) that is some bitch you know yes she is savage do you know how charlotte's web what's that pig's name Wilbur? Wilbur. Wilbur. <laughs> they say, you know what they say about Wilbur? What do he's they say? some pig. Oh, yeah. They say he's some pig. Pepper? Pepper. Pepper. <laughs> Pepper. Peppa, she's some bitch. Oh, speaking of Pepper. She's some bitch. You know, we watched Supercut. 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 <laughs> Peppa Pig's savage moments the fact that this children's show can produce so many moments of literal bitchery i mean not bitchery (laughs) what what do you want to call it like she's just so she's got attitude the the number of times that she's hung up on Susie sheep and Susie sheep didn't even do anything i i I think we're all for being bitchy when it's like when it's warranted yeah but but just to be a straight up cutthroat bitch that's some super porkiness. She's not just some pig. She crispy. She's crispy. She's, she's crispy. Extra crispy. Extra crispy. <laughs> Maybe instead of salty, you know how people are always like, why are you so yeah. salty? We should change it to crispy. Yeah. No, I love it. I love it. Why are you she's so crispy? crispy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Let's totally make that happen. Yeah. It's like, that's, that's it. Yeah. It's like the slime one. from England. It's the winner. Totally gonna happen. (laughs) She's actually from England, though. That's the funny part. She is actually from England. The (laughs) British people are so lovely. I mean, 
there is the whole like colonization problem but <laughs> otherwise they're generally lovely i mean I, the other problem i have with them is they like a dry ass cookie okay they a call biscuit. it a, i don't care what you call it it is dry dry it's like jay let's just have a a, a, a mental moment okay i want you to go into your aura and receive the juiciest warmest gooeyest most delectable dark chocolate chocolate chip cookie that you could ever imagine like what's your dream cookie it's not like too big not like a little uh snackle cookie it's just like the perfect (laughs) perfect size cookie right receive it into your heart okay okay got it and then throw it into the sun (laughs) (laughs) Leave it there so for a decade or two. <laughs> so that it comes back <laughs> as like dust, okay? And then put that in a mold in the shape of a cookie and rebake it. That's what British cookies are like. <laughs> okay. Our our my work friend at uh software Walmart brought me a tin of British biscuits. And let me tell you. Some of them, the flavors were delicious, but they're so dry. It's so dry. I was like, this is why y'all like tea so much. Because if you want to eat a <laughs> damn cookie, you've got to have something to dunk it in. Like, basically, your tea's half cookie crumb because this is inedible. I could just mortar brick with this. What? <laughs> it's so <laughs> bad. I don't know that I've had any, like, actual British sweets or, like any of that stuff so i really couldn't i can't speak from experience but i do know that they're fabulous you think the dry ass cookie is fabulous no british people <laughs> oh british <laughs> <laughs> okay british people are fabulous not the they cookies. are that, okay they're, that's they the statement fabulous. that's the statement of the week the british, british people are, are fabulous, fabulous but not the cookies <laughs> so speaking of tea spill it oh oh we spilling has she already been spilt? <laughs> She's been spilling, spilt, spilt all over the floor. Spilled these brawny selectized paper towels ain't gonna <laughs> dry up all this tea. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jacob, yes. Speaking of the tea, I got my baby a book today that is called uh, "I Love You Till the Cows Come Home." But and here's my thing with that statement, though. Like, don't they always have to come home? I mean, if you're an irresponsible ranch owner, then probably not. <laughs> well, no, but I'm <laughs> saying, like, if you, if you, like, take your cows out to pasture, like, aren't you supposed to bring them back at the end of every day? Yes. So they're but always going to come home. No, they're not always <laughs> going to come home. They need someone to bring them home. That's the point. No, but if you say, I love you until the cows come home, like, they will come home. <laughs> They won't unless you go get them. No, I know, but they will still <laughs> they will still come home. So there is an end point to this love, I guess. Are you questioning my choice of child's readery? <laughs> readery? Your child's readery. Uh, love it. I love that. I don't know. I just don't get that phrase. Like until the cows come home. But I thought they always came home unless they got butchered or something. I love you until we make burgers out of your friends. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, side note, it... don't forget the A1 sauce. 
Right? Isn't that like the, a whole subplot in Into the Woods? Like that kid's only friend is that cow. And then his mom is like, you better go kill this cow. Well, no. He, I mean, oh, yeah. He had to sell it, but I mean. He had to sell it, yes. Because they were poor. Oh. <laughs> Tangentially. What the is whole that reason? A word tangentially. Ta- yeah. Really? Yeah. That's like you're you're a tangent that's gentle, gentle tangents, gentle tangents. Everyone. But what are you trying to say? What does it mean? It means tangentially. <laughs> First of all, don't get an attitude with me, okay? <laughs> First of all, it means that we went on a tangent. Yeah. Hang on. Hang on. You're gonna Google me. <laughs> I'm gonna Google you. <laughs> don't Google me. Tan. I don't know how to spell it. Tangentially. Oh wait. <laughs> oh, it is a word. Read the definition. Go ahead. No, I'm trying to learn how to pronounce it. <laughs> Tangentially. Go- oh, you said it incorrectly. That's why. <laughs> oh, really? Tangentially. Tangentially. Because I'm not saying it like Google. Tangentially, like. <laughs> Damn it. No, no. It's not tangentially. I'm it's tangentially. So I'm going to say that Penelope Cruz. Oh, God. Pen- Penelope Pen- Cruz. Penelope Cruz. Shout out to Penelope Cruz and American Crime Story, The Assassination of Johnny Versace. That's because she she plays Donatello Versace, which we famously know the characterization of Donatello Maya Versace Rudolph. from Maya Rudolph on SNL, where she's like, shout out to Maya Rudolph right chain smoking cigarettes (laughs) Penelope Cruz's interpretation of this is like someone that has like gigantic teeth but like the tiniest mouth to to be fair she was portraying like a real life idea of Donatella doesn't talk like that Donatello doesn't talk like Donatello doesn't talk like either like either of these characterizations. By the way, it's just hilarious that like it's they're so different. Like the the one that's supposed to be real, it sounds like she's wearing dentures the whole time. Well, she is probably like, wearing false teeth, right? But I couldn't get over that. I'm like, if that was the choice, that's a choice. That was a choice, a production choice, and it was just like so distracting. Oh my god. Anyway, I don't know. I liked it. Tangentially. 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 No, no. <laughs> yes. Tan- no. <laughs> it's not Chan. Damn it. Chantilly. <laughs> Channing Tatum. Cream. Channing Tatum is what we're trying to say. <laughs> uh, look, Channing Tatum, aside, aside from Channing Tatum, where are we also, going with this? Also, shout out to Channing Tatum. No, not shout out to Channing Tatum. Why? Because he's the well, he's the only person making movies right now. Channing Tatum. Like, he's in like twenty movies right now. What is he in? He's in um that dog movie. What? He's in that. He's in that what? movie with Sandra Bullock right okay, now. Okay, I heard about that. He's one, in the new Magic the... Mike movie. Yes, no. He's in like so many movies. Like Hollywood decided one day they're like, we cannot not cast. We him. cannot. We can't release a movie unless Channing Tatum is involved somehow. He may be like a third line producer, but he's in the movie. I'm telling you right now. So go I look, like... go look it up. Go look at his IMDb. 
What? Channing Tatum is in the IMDb credits. Like, I emptied the porty potties on the last Fantastic Beast movie. Are you serious? No. <laughs> I was saying that's how many things he's in. Oh. It's like, I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, I see. Okay. No, first of all, I feel like Channing Tatum is, I feel like he's just severely typecast and I'm not entirely sure that it's not his fault, but I feel like he's actually a really great performer. I really think that. I think he's great, but tangentially. Have you been, tangentially. (laughs) Chan. (laughs) Look, I'm I'm tan. I love Jen and I'm eating a chantilly cake whatever jen jen chantilly (laughs) okay tangentially tangentially so i remember last time patty that we were both sipping on the juice sipping on the vodkas and juices and all that good stuff and by the way you called me out on that and that's perfectly fine (laughs) clink are you clink right are you drinking anything right now I am. Shut I have up. to admit. What are you yes. drinking? What are you drinking? Okay. So I'm drinking a rose, which you know, rose all not... day. Rose all day. As a wine drinker, um, I was never, it took me a long time to really lean into uh, enjoying different kinds of wine. Gross. But so, like, and all of this, like, I started out only liking like really sweet stuff. Gross. And now, which now tastes stuff. You can't say gross every time. Gross. <laughs> say gross again gross say gross again gross sick <laughs> so all of the wine i used to drink was like super sweet which i've i've now realized that i've got like a middle spot which is really rosé where it can be a little bit sweet and a little bit tart and have all these like complex flavors and it's it doesn't have to be too woody like some reds can be like you're drinking, like like licking a tree. Gross. Like you like literally ate like a fistful of dirt or That's something. Gross. Sick. Sick. Rosé seems to be like just the right middle ground. By the way, shout out. I'm gonna have a different tiny move, but there's this song by the British band The Feeling called Rosé, which is a literal love song to rosé wine. Like <laughs> But it is framed in the in the guise of a love song. And so you can take it either way, where it's like, it's very gentle and talking about this complicated love. But the guy is literally talking about rosé wine, like how much he loves rosé. And trying to find his favorite between the light wines and the dark wines, which... The way that it's described in the lyrics is so special. It's a it's a great song and it's great wine. I love rose. Anyway, so I am drinking the 19 Crimes Cali Rose. And the reason I had to bring this up, I mean, you asked. <laughs> I showed in. And honestly, Jay, I'm embarrassed. It's the one that if you see it in the store, it's a rosé by 19 Crimes, which is a great wine brand. They have some great um, red wines. Um, It has Snoop Dogg on the bottle. Shut up. Is this the one he released with Martha? Yes. So Martha has her version of 19 Crimes. And then Snoop is on this one. And y'all, it's not good. It's not, it's not good. It's so sweet. 
It's like drinking like dissolved. a juicy juice. It's like a Jolly Rancher that's melted. It's so. It's so. Is it like syrupy? Yeah, it's foul. Oh. Like I, I would not buy this again. I mean, I opened the bottle, so I'm gonna finish it because I don't like to waste. But, um, 19 Crimes Kelly Rose. Look, Snoop Dogg. You know what, Snoop Dogg? You have a reputation. Do better. I, I would expect that you would not sign your name to something that you haven't tasted and i don't believe for a second that snoop dog approves this wine i just don't i don't believe it which i've never tried the the martha stewart one now but now i'm concerned martha did you drink it did you sign off on it because i just heard the podcast with martha and ellen pompeo and she was going off about the wines that she created with snoop dog she's so in love with them oh no no (laughs) so we're basically gonna get bullied by all the fans of martha oh my god let me tell you i i was uh flying this week for work at software walmart and um (laughs) i i caught an episode on the plane of this show on abc called the great american tag sale Oh, I just saw that today. Yes, it was Martha Stewart's garage sale. Yeah, she's selling shit. Oh my god! You know what? Jealous, honestly, jealous. Number one, that she has that much crap that she can just sell it and be like, "I don't care, sell it." You know? Oh, like all of her cappuccino machines that she's ruined because she makes scrambled eggs with a steamer. (laughs) She's like, I have no use for these 16 dining tables. (laughs) Like, the the fact that she has so much stuff in storage that she doesn't even remember it. She's walking through there, and people have already bought the thing, and she looks at them and goes, I'm Martha Stewart. This is mine. And I didn't mean for this to be here. And I'm buying it back from you. Like she literally was like, actually, I'm not going to let you leave with that, even though you paid for it. And I'm going to buy it back again. Are these people there in person? Yes. I want to go. Let's go. Which, yes, that was my, (laughs) my takeaway from this whole thing. (laughs) Look, it's all from charity and Martha Stewart buys back half of it. So it means they get double the money on the charity because they get the original sale and then Martha buys it back. Oh, again. oh we need to and do that. And then puts it back into storage. We need to do but, that. But then they're also making money on tickets because it's a ticketed event. So you have to buy a ticket oh, to so go like buy stuff or whatever. Yes. So you have to buy a ticket to go buy How stuff. How much is the ticket? At her garage sale. <laughs> I don't know. But child, we're doing it next year. We need to do it. Martha, Martha, I'm putting this into the universe. Martha, be, give us a ticket. We're going to be at your tag sale. We're going to cover it on this podcast. I'm telling you right now. We're going to go to your tag sale. You better save me some bowls. Or like the decorative items that I'd be really interested in. She also had like 100 copies of her own cookbook. Martha, why are you storing these? Like, they're, they're, <laughs> who are you giving them to? This is yeah. the, the book that you produced like in 1980. Are you still <laughs> giving this to people? like honey maybe there's she, jello mold recipes in there oh my god so she was going through the book pile i have, <laughs> I have to talk about this jay she was going through the book pile and one of the books that she picked up was her daughter's hospital records that had accidentally gotten into the book pile oh geez so someone could have bought it and she picked it up and she goes 
how did this get in here? I need to fire someone. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god. So, so ABC is like, oh. <laughs> what? I need to fire someone. We need to go to this event. Okay. We have to go. Anyway. So as far as drinks that- are concerned, I'm not drinking anything. I'm just chilling. But I am curious about the recipe for our oh. coconut martini. Yes, this is so simple. Wait, y'all. is it a coconut martini? What is it? Tell me about it. Oh, oh. okay. We rewound. <laughs> going, going back a little bit. Okay, everyone, go into your minds and remember back to our peel off episode. Okay. Uh, so in, the, <laughs> in the rice peel off episode, <laughs> we described a coconut martini that we discovered on a carnival cruise ship. Okay, our version of it that I make at home, it's so simple, y'all. So I'm going to give you two versions of this recipe. I'm going to give you the alcoholic version, uh, which I enjoy. But for our friends that are sober, I will give you a non-alcoholic version. And I'll get into that just a little bit. So the alcoholic version is super simple. You need to go to the store and you need to get a carton of Vita Coco coconut water. That is key. Okay. Vita Coco. Vita, Vita Coco. Vita no Coco. other brand. No other brand is gonna work. It must be the Vita Coco because it Vita Coco. The, Vita Coco. Vita Coco. Vita Coco. Vita Coco. Vita Coco. Gives you the only um, sweetness level that will work with this, right? It needs to have this tinge of like super sweetness, or it doesn't work. So it's gonna be one and a half parts silver rum so whatever your rum choice is so it's going to be going to be a silver rum i like bacardi silver but uh whatever silver rum you like one and a half parts that one and a half parts malibu jay and i like to get the malibu black which is the higher proof malibu 70 percent, right yes but the 70 proof but you can do any Malibu you want. So as long as it's the coconut rum, the rum with the coconut liqueur, then that's what matters. So one and a half parts, a silver rum, one and a half parts, a coconut rum, and then two parts of the Vita Coco. Vita so, Coco. Yes. <laughs> so you shake the silver rum and the coconut rum together and a shaker with some ice, pour that into a glass, Top it off with as much Vita Coco as you want. And that's it. That's it. So simple. So delicious. So refreshing. It makes you feel like you're drinking health, even though it's terrible for you. It's just so good. If you like cocktails and you like coconut, it's the most simple cocktail you could imagine. Does um, it have a name? It is a coconut martini. It's oh, it's a coconut, coconut martini. Oh, coconut God. martini. Okay. So uh, for the non-alcoholic version, all you need is still three ingredients, okay? You need the Vita Coco. It's Vita still Coco. key. The Vita Coco. <laughs> Vita Coco is key. Vita Coco is honestly key to your life. You should just have Vita to your, Coco. Oh, to your life. I was like, yeah. to your wife? Child, I ain't got no wife. <laughs> you should. Oh. <laughs> happy wife, happy Vita happy. Coco. Happy. Happy. <laughs> <laughs> Get the Vita Coco. Vita Coco. Um, <laughs> this is also not <laughs> sponsored by Vita Coco. Not sponsored. 
So the other key ingredient in this version is the coconut LaCroix. So get the LaCroix seltzer water, the coconut flavor, which honestly is my favorite flavor of LaCroix. It's the only flavor of LaCroix that actually has like an understandable, like consumable flavor. I disagree, Um, but we can talk about that later. Whatever. Yeah. So get the coconut LaCroix. You're going to want the bubbles in this one. Okay. So you need the Vita Coco, the coconut LaCroix. And then there's a recipe that I found from Cook's Country magazine for an alcohol-free rum. And all it is is you're going to combine two-thirds cup boiling water, one-fourth cup raisins. Sick. (laughs) Absolutely revolting. (laughs) Hold on. Hold on, Jacob. Let's just strike that reverse it. Don't be judgmental. About raisins? But you're talking about this producing a flavor profile of an alcoholic beverage, right? Without fermenting it. So you've got to put some things in there that are going to add intense flavor. Sick. So this is how you get there, okay? Don't listen to my friend here. The rest of my friends, don't listen to my friend, okay? (laughs) Just listen to me. So this is Cook's Country's recipe for alcohol-free rum. You can do two-thirds cup boiling water one-fourth cup raisins, two tablespoons butter, and four teaspoons molasses, and then a pinch of salt in a bowl. You're going to put that all in a bowl, and then you're going to submerge a black tea bag in this mixture and leave it in there for four minutes. And then you pull the tea bag out, refrigerate it for an hour, and that allows all the flavors to meld. And so it gives you all this like deep, rich depth of flavor that you get from an actual rum without the alcoholic elements. So you're going to create this base for the cocktail. So you're going to use one and a half parts of the alcohol-free rum, and you're going to shake that with ice, and then you're going to pour that in a glass, and then you're going to put one and a half parts of the Vita Coco, and then you're going to top it off with the coconut LaCroix, which gives you the extra coconut flavor and the burst of bubbles. It's going to be delicious. Fabulous. Fabulous. Oh so, my God. It's like Vianetta. Fabulous. Vian- oh my God. Do y'all remember Vianetta? It was like fancy people ice cream. Y'all, it's ice cream that's made by a special machine that makes ice cream ribbons. It's. It was like ice cream loaf <laughs> girl when you have company coming over pull out that pull ice out cream the loaf. loaf pull out the loaf oh my god let's not go let's down not that. talk about that again, again. <laughs> so it is time our friends for us to dive into our botches of the week and now just to recall botches can be good or bad are you a good botch or are you a bad botch <laughs> are you something wonderful about the week or are you something terrible about the week are you something that gives us life or are you something that really tears us down and is like really tearing at us and so unfortunately for me this week uh, my botch of the week is the entire government of the state of texas i just can't deal with these people anymore our elected officials in the state are so dysfunctional deluded delusional misinformed like old-fashioned like 
take no, your pick. Yeah, any descriptor you want to use. In particular, I know it's a very sensitive topic. It's a very sensitive subject, but I, and I'm not going to dive too deep into it. But just the 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 recent mass shootings in this country, the recent mass shootings in this state, and the way our elected officials in the state of Texas respond to this, it's just unacceptable. There's no sense of urgency. There's no sense of morality, really. There's no sense of sympathy for these people who have lost so much. I am the parent of a small child, and I cannot imagine what this community is going through, what these parents are going through, what what it would do to me, and like how much it it really changes everything for me to be afraid to even send my child to daycare. I hug my child extra tight every day because I don't know what's going to happen. And I don't trust the leaders here to do anything about it. They're not going to do anything about it. They're literally towing the company line about how to deal with this, that it's a mental health issue. It's not a gun issue. We don't need gun restrictions here. You know, it's fine if we just have as many guns and as much ammo and no restrictions to any of that as possible. I'm so disappointed in the leadership, in the place that I live, and so uncomfortable with the way that things are being handled that I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I can raise my family here long term, if this is the way that these things are going to be handled. I think it's it's time. It's time. It is way past time. It, when we said that at Sandy Hook, that oh, yeah, we're, back, we're you not know, right. 10 years ago. Yeah, that this exact thing happened and we basically did nothing. I think all of this is to say that just as a parent and as a citizen of this country and of the world, that enough is enough, like literally enough. I'm tired of excuses. We've got to do something. And I think that something for me starts with realizing that the current people in charge aren't going to do anything to change anything. And that we really need to just change who is in charge. And in the state of Texas, that starts with focusing on your local elections and electing people that are going to really consider serious changes to gun control. Uh, and ousting Greg Abbott, who has been nothing short of a complete disaster since day one. And his lieutenant governor, Dan Patrick, who I don't even have enough time to get into the many enormous things that are wrong with this man who's <laughs> like obsessed with gender issues and like trans kids and bathrooms and all of this stuff that is like what is wrong with you like what is literally wrong with you as he's a human trying, I, he's trying to protect protect children from what apparently from nothing <laughs> i i i apparently you know, from absolutely nothing no he wants to protect children uh, but not enough to stop them from having guns brought into schools. Right. Just I mean, not pro- just not protect them from murder. Yeah. Okay. I think I think that's enough. I don't want to bring <laughs> it down too much. 
I mean, because it's a lot, but well, you're I, not breaking it down. It's just it's something that is very real to you, and you have something to say. It's very real. It's very recent. It's local. It's you know, it's happening here. We didn't make these changes after Sandy Hook ten years ago, but goddamn, we need to make them now. That's all I'm yeah. saying. That's my botch of the week. Is the government here in Texas? Let's change that bitch. Let's make them good botches because they all bad botches now. Let's make sure. them good. Let's make them good. Speaking of good botches, right? Because it can be good or bad, like you already said. My good botch today is probably going to be a little unexpected. You ready? Am I ready? Yes. So Are, no. you ready? <laughs> Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you so, ready? <laughs> so, okay. So my good botch is someone who I saw very recently relatively and i don't want to use his real name because we don't have his permission to do that and you'll know who i'm talking about but what i'll but i will just refer to him as datum <laughs> datum datum do, do you know who i'm talking about oh i love this datum i love a datum datum okay so we saw datum two weeks ago he came into town for the Allie and AJ concert in Dallas, Texas, and he lives in Which, a whole, whoa, 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 a whole whoa, whoa, other whoa. state. Let's let's back it up. Let's explain to the people that we went to an Allie and AJ concert and who oh. Allie and AJ is. <laughs> oh, right. So we went to an Allie and AJ concert, and they are former Disney stars. Were they stars? They were part yes. of the whole. They they were just they were on the Disney Channel, and they were prominent. Although I don't know if they were like star stars, but. So they eventually formed their own little musical group and Patrick fell in love with them. And it, for the past 90 years has forced the music upon my life. And while I am not their biggest fan, the two concerts that I've been to with both Patrick and Datum, they were so fun. Like the concerts themselves, we just had such a good time. But the history with Datum is that Datum is your husband's best friend. Mm-hmm. and I'm your best friend. Mm-hmm. So when you and your husband first met, there was, you know, there's, I don't know if there's like pressure, but there's just an understanding that it's always a good idea if the two best friends get along, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't say that we didn't get along, but we are just so very different in basically like every single way possible. <laughs> We are just so very different. And outside of those concert experiences, those differences were always really prevalent. I'm really irreverent. I say what I want. I'm dumb. I'm stupid. I laugh. I'm late all the time. I don't always match. My hair's not always done. Like I'm very just, I don't know, very just unkept. And he is very organized. He's very perfect in in most ways that you can think of right he's also relatively conservative and i'm not conservative at all so there was just a lot of recipes pre-made recipes for there to be a lot of conflict and we never really had any like outward conflict i don't think but we just never really had anything that really connected us separately than you guys right and so whenever we hung out together, it was always a huge group of us, right? There was always at least five or six other people whom I really didn't know and also potentially just didn't like. And so, <laughs> and so there was just, 
there was just always this dynamic that was always sort of, I don't know, it was just very strange to me. It wasn't negative. It was just very strange. And obviously I, I love him to death, but starting with that concert that we went to a few years ago and then that carrying over into two weekends ago, he is the most fun person when he lets loose or when he doesn't care or when he knows that he everything's going to be fine and he doesn't have to worry about stuff that are going on outside of whatever's going on. We had the best freaking time. And I just keep thinking about that because it, it's not always that way whenever, you know, whenever there's a big group of us because, you know, he has children too and he has a husband as well. And, you know, he's got a lot lar- a large work responsibility and all that good stuff. So it's not always there, but I guess because in those particular times, there wasn't anything for him to worry about. He was able to live in the moment and laugh and say stupid stuff and, you know, show interest in things that we talk about that he doesn't really do normally. And so it was just super, super fun. And I like to see that fun side of him. And I am so grateful that he came all the way down to go to the concert with us. I had so much fun. It was the best time. And you it know, was. I love, we are going to talk about a music. <laughs> We're going to talk about music a lot on this podcast because music means a lot to us and it brings us together a lot of the time. And a lot of our memories are coalesced around um, songs or like concerts or like you know, memories tied to music and what music yeah. means to us. It was a great weekend. And Dadam, I know you're going to be listening. Dadam oh, will Dadam. be listening. Dadam, you better be listening. You said you listened to the other one. Right. Dadam, you promised me you were going to listen to this podcast. So Dadam, if you're not listening, then who cares? Because <laughs> we're just going to say whatever <laughs> no, we want about you. No, I think he's listening. But no, I, we had the best time. It's so great when you can bring people together to really connect through music and then the shared experience after right, that right. just leads you to new avenues of connection, like in your friendship. Just lovely. What a great time. I Fabulous. Love him. He's so cool. He's so freaking cool. I'm yeah, I'm I'm so happy that I got to see him. I mean, it's been years since I've seen him, but I'm so happy that I got to see him. He looked so handsome. He looked Mm-mm. um, you know, just like a sight for sore eyes, you know, since I hadn't seen him in a long time. And I don't know, I just I had the best time and like 90% of it was because he was there. Yeah. Okay, we've got to move on. So Welcome to our tiny moves. We're going to tell you about our tiny moves of the week. Tiny moves (laughs) of the week. Okay, go. Wait, wait. wait. (laughs) Tiny moves. Um, My tiny move of the week is going to be Eurovision connected again. So I know I talked about this last time. But since the last time that we all were together, the actual, the real life Eurovision Song Contest of 2022 happened and it was incredible and it was so good to see all of these countries come together again and really present their best. And man, were they swinging for the fences this year. Every country that was participating really went out on that stage and was just giving it their all. The level of talent, both in songwriting and producing and then delivery, right? Like the person actually singing the song was so above anything, 
anything that was presented on American Song Contest, by the way, which I'm not discounting. The winner of American Song Contest was a K-pop singer named Alexa from Oklahoma. Incredible. Her song Wonderland, go listen to it right now, was great. It was the best thing to come out of the show from day one. She was going to be the winner, like the predestined winner of American Song Contest. So go listen to her. I don't want to discount her, but everything that came out of Eurovision was just, uh, you know, 10 levels of Scientology above. (laughs) 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 Like, if you're talking about operating feet and levels, (laughs) like, just (laughs) so far above what we were producing in America, it was just incredible to watch the grand finale was so much fun we we do a little party at home and so my tiny move of the week is actually a song from one of the presenters of eurovision this year mika who you you may be familiar with he's a a queer kind of like pop rock artist he like busted out in like 2006 or something yeah it was like a mid-2000s uh, with the song Grace Kelly, an incredible vocal performer has been unabashedly, unapologetically queer, like from day one. And he was the presenter on this year's Eurovision Song Contest in Italy because he's been a uh, a presenter on Italian television before. He's not Italian, but he is very familiar to their audiences. So they invited him to be a presenter. And one of the things you get to do in being a presenter on this show, if you're a singer, you get to do a medley of your own songs on this show. So there was a a live Mika medley and he did a new song, the song called Yo-Yo, which I am obsessed with. It is a song that is lyrically sad, but has a... Uh, a bumping like dance floor beat that is just begging to be remixed like like someone's got to pick this up and remix it and we'll just take it to the next level it's just it's a song about being in a relationship where someone always uh wants to leave you and you keep taking them back and you're kind of turning the tables on them and saying well i'm kind of over it if you want to come back, if you want to come back, if you want this, you got to give me something more and you got to bring it back to me. It's your turn to dance for me, bitch. Oh my God, that energy, all about it. And he's just an incredible vocal talent. So I am all about the song uh, Mika and the song Yo-Yo. Go listen to it right now. If you are listening on Spotify, we will have it in the feed right here for you to listen to right now. Love it. Your turn. So my tiny moves of the of the week is definitely much more low key, and it's definitely a little bit older of a song. It's called "Strawberries and Cigarettes" by Troy Sivan. I don't remember. I think it came out like back in like 2016 or 2017 or something like that. But I don't know. I really like it. It's just really like a a really nostalgic song it's really haunting but i feel like the vocals are just really smooth i really love the story i love the hook i love everything about the song it's very just much like easy listening and it's just talking about like you know hey remember when when we first met 
and you know we lied to to my mom and dad and we jumped the fence and i ran like it's just very it's very sweet just talking about like the first time you it's meet like, this this person who you connect with and i just i i remember like those feelings of we can just do anything and it doesn't really matter because i'm with you kind of thing and i honestly, really love it i love this song i'm so glad that you brought this song because it is a song that is really about like young queer love it is yeah. about when you are first coming out and you don't even really understand what it is like to be romantically in love with someone who you're actually attracted to, right? And so having all of these very confusing feelings, you don't even know who you really are. It feels dangerous. It feels scary. It feels scandalous. But it feels right. And so like that that song is so it's special to me too because it just it reminds me of like those early years when I was first coming out and I was first trying to like figure out who I am who am I interested in do I even like want to be with other people and like what is that like and when you then when you finally meet someone and you have like a genuine interaction with someone it becomes this like crystallized moment in your memory and the things that are tied to it are all these like all the things around it right? Which is where the strawberries and cigarettes like comes from. It's not really about like smoking. <laughs> it's a, it's about elements of this memory. Every time I smell this yeah. smell or I taste it this takes taste, right back. it takes me right back. And the moment still feels so fresh. And like, man, I can still feel that. Feeling my bones, like my mama would say, and healing in my bones. <laughs> <laughs> well, and apparently it was cut away from one of his earlier albums but somehow they worked it into love simon which is like the perfect movie for that song to be in and then i think from there it like grew into a single it's so good so good that's that's my tiny moves and i do love choice Savon as well yeah hey we're you know what it, oh my god i just burped oh my god <laughs> oh my god oh sorry excuse me chase so like that the uh snoop dog wine uh, <laughs> okay you know what what one thing you're gonna get from this show all the time is you're gonna get support of queer artists and not just gay artists i mean queer artists like people that are really out there speaking their truth in this artistic form that we love because we are so like emotionally bound to music and just get ready for it we're gonna just like onslaught you with it every week <laughs> yeah yeah basically like musical rainbow like wherever you fall in the spectrum of anything we're down for it for sure oh just wait children we're getting into pride month pride month got, i have some things coming for you well, you got things you got yeah, some things let's go ahead and tease let's go ahead and tease in the next episode or a couple of episodes we're gonna we're gonna get into summer vibes we're gonna talk about the warmth the summer the things that we like uh when it's uh 100 degrees outside what do they call uh, it hot girl summer we're gonna talk about hot girl summer hot boy summer we're gonna talk about pride Mos- month mosquito bites we're gonna talk about mosquito bites we're gonna talk about off spray which um could be a kink if you're really into that <laughs> we're just- deet Deet. We're going to talk about Deet. Hey, are you into Deet? (laughs) Honey, honey. That's like a... (laughs) Oh, and and next, just so y'all know, Patrick, you don't even know this, but next episode, I'm presenting a cocktail of my own. Oh, we cannot wait. Oh, look, teasers. Teasers. We're leaving you with teasers. Okay, so come back. 
We will Next be time. back. We will be back. Friends, you are now our friends. If you listened, <laughs> if you survived, <laughs> if you survived episode two, you are our friends. Come back, friends. We can't wait to welcome you back for some more. And Talk bring other soon. friends. Yeah. Kids, bring kids. Other Bye-bye. 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 work cut out for you i don't this even is know a how mess. Gonna, know. it's a mess <laughs> oh my god i love you though i love you too